The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your co-host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and welcome back into the studio, co-host, <laughs> Dr. Chris Demzar. Yeah, it's great to be here. You know, the amazing thing is uh, holidays always cause like a bit of a, you know, uh, a bump in our schedules. But right. You rocked a show out. Yep, I rocked a show you out. Did. It's now back to the dynamic duo. That's right. You're listening to, again, the show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. And... Our topic is shifting gears. Today was phenomenal. We finished our first official masterclass of the new year. And oh, it's a little tight on our heads, isn't it? Let's see if we can expand that. And what we did was uh, we revealed the secrets that functional medicine teaches. Literally, I'd like to say it's almost like back when we were in school. Maybe you can fix that. It's uber tight for me. Back when we were in school, we would sit through classes on metabolism. We'd sit through classes on you know, weight loss and nutrition and uh, self-healing and all the sort. We'll keep it like that. And I remember thinking like, okay, I'm learning how to become a doctor and I'm learning all this stuff so I can teach other people how to get well. Well, we had this idea that what if we just did that for our patients? Like we become the teachers, you become the student, and let's go full on deep. Not just like, you know, oh, you're supposed to take this to do this, you know, cover up these symptoms, but here's what's causing your problem. Here's what you can do to fix it. And here's some tests you can even run in your own house to find the underlying roots and you can go fix it. So like, what a great, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I it, had a blast today. Absolutely. And it really is something where we need to go deep. And the importance, the question is, well, why? Because it's not a one size fits all. Healing isn't a one size fits all. You may be listening and there may be a second listener that's got what you see, think is the same thing or the yeah. same issue going yeah. on, two different root causes, and then two different journeys to heal from whatever those root causes are. And, you know, I think today, tell me if you'd agree with this. Most people we work with as doctors and them being patients will say, well, I know I can get better. I just don't know what I need to do. I want to do it myself. I mean, we've even had people like, I hate the fact I'm taking a medication or I wish I could get off this thing and I know there's a way. I just don't know what to do. Right. So we kind of said, hey, this year, guys, just so you guys know, 2023, it is not going to be just ask Dr. Ernst. It's now going to be ask yourself the questions you need to do to heal. We're going to maybe rebrand this into teach Dr. Ernst. We're going to show you what you need to do and then physically just go do it. Right. Because the whole goal is now it's you showing us the changes you can make to your health. Correct. Because, uh, you know, tell me if you think the same. But it really comes down to two things that everyone is looking for to be able to heal. You need the plan, which is what Dr. Ernst just said. And then you need the accountability. Because we know that healing is a journey. Healing takes time. Yeah. It's so important that you have the accountability, not just from the start of, oh, go do this, come back in six months and see how you did. But you need accountability along your journey yep. to ensure that you're making progress. And think of it this way, right? January, everybody's setting their resolutions, you know, like, hey, let's lose weight and get fit and whatever. Maybe you know this. The definition of a resolution is just a firm decision to do. And that's good. You should make decisions. Right. But that that definition lacks action. It lacks the motivation to go move. So I like to say you want to really do a revolution. Yeah. So by definition, revolution is to kick out an old way of thinking. We got to change our old thoughts. This is what I thought what my problem was. It actually is this. And to instill a new method of government. So a new way of acting. Uh, new rules, new regulations. Think of it like new diets, new, new action exercise steps. routines, new action steps, so that you totally overthrow 
the old way of life, right? A revolution. So what we should be teaching people is you need New Year's revolutions. And how do you do that? You have to learn what you don't know. That's a classing, right? Master classing. You have to apply what you just learned. So like homework, a class again. Then you get a result. Maybe you have a test, right? A pop quiz. Hey, what are your sugars today? How much weight have you lost? And then you start reapplying that knowledge and course correcting with each re-exam. Exactly. Like a test. Exactly. So how did they judge our ability to see if we were able to take care of patients? We had to take board exams. Many of them. And these things would be like days and days. And I mean, I think one of them, I counted 50,000 questions in like two days. And here's the thing, guys. It took us four or five years to practice with teaching and education and sitting through classes and even sometimes testing this theory on ourselves to see if we knew what we needed to know to become certified through your state boards to now doctor a patient. Right. Well, and this brings up a really good point. When you were back in school, Dr. Ernst, there's two types of students. There's a students that look to skate through school and you can do that even at the doctorate level, right? It's not a secret. You can do that. But you just you started the show saying, hey, we've got to go deep. We've got to take the deep dive yeah. into patient's health, making it specific to each patient. You had the other set of students going through chiropractic school, through functional medicine training that took the deep dive, tested the theories on themselves. Absolutely. There wasn't something or a piece of advice that we would give to a patient that hasn't already been tried by ourselves. Absolutely. So uh, let's now explain what we're going to do. If you are like, wait, what? I had no idea that this is what you guys are doing. This is your like last chance, okay? We recorded the entire class, the books, the workbooks and everything we can give to you. You just need to do one thing. You text the word new year because this is our new year, guys. This is a kickstart with your name and your email. And I'll give you the masterclass, right? It's all pre-recorded. It's yours. You can watch it. You'll get the workbooks. You'll get everything. And guess what? Maybe that's the springboard for you to start attending our other classes, okay? So this year, no more webinars. We're done with those. What we're going to start doing are master classes. Every month, we're going to do a class on a condition that people deal with, and we're going to teach you step by step by step. February is coming up right around the corner. It's big heart health month, so I think you know where we're going with this. We're going to teach you guys, ready for this? Blood pressure, cholesterol, arrhythmias, palpitations. If you've got a heart health issue, get ready. Sign up for the masterclass. It's on February the 11th, I believe. You got it. But we are going to start giving you guys things now, homework and tools and tips. Not only do you get the ebook, which is your workbook, but we're going to start, Dr. Chris and I, randomly pinging you guys as we head into February with some assignments. Hey, uh, student, as you prepare for your class coming up on February 11th, check out page five and let's see if we can do this now and maybe get you guys getting huge improvements. We did this with the holiday giveaway. Yes. I got emails with people saying, oh my gosh, like I lost 25 pounds before I even met you. We had another patient, another potential patient, a future person. She was texting in saying, "I, I need to change my life. She emailed me over saying, my husband's on board. We've done your diet plans. And she's already cutting a medication for blood sugars down. How incredible is that? We haven't even met face to face. And she was on the master class today, yammering on like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, do you guys see? You have this innate healing potential. You just need to take the class to unlock it. So now to sign up for our up and coming heart series class. It's simple. The word is heart. So text the word heart with your name and your email. You get the workbook now. You get registered through a queue of us checking up with you now. And you get the master class on the 11th of February. And all of this is free, guys. So it's heart, your name and email, 704-906-2094. And uh, let's get into the heart of the matter then. Do you guys see it though? This is the deep dive. Imagine showing up to a master class, not saying, hey, I don't know what to expect, but we'll see what I learn, can take away and apply. <laughs> You've already applied two, three, four, maybe 10 steps towards your own healing. And now you get to show up. Dr. Ernst, myself, we go through what changes maybe you need to make, yeah. what's the next steps are, yeah. and then you get to apply those right then and there. You're but already in the deep dive of it before you even get to the master class. Yep. How and powerful. It, it's extremely powerful, but it comes back to this, right? You have to take the action. You have to say you want the change. 
You have to acknowledge that it's not going to be your insurance that solves your, your health issues this year. It's not going to be your primary physician. It's going to be you. So think of it as like, we would like this year, if you attend all of our masterclasses, that maybe at the end of the year, we give you a self-healing doctorate degree. Like you've passed, you came to the heart, you came to the yeah. diabetes, you came to the thyroid, you came to the energy, you came to the weight loss. So you now have a self-healing degree in how to do that for you and your family. That's right. It's huge. I love it. That is huge. Okay, so knowing that, the average person listening to us might be like, okay, I don't know if I have a heart health issue. I don't know if I have a problem. Most of you might be like, what are you talking about? I've got cholesterol issues. I've got a fatty liver. I've got blood pressure problems. I've got an arrhythmia. I've got palpitations. The hard part with heart is can you feel the damage? No, you're going to have no can idea you, until you, you're having a heart attack or a stroke on the floor somewhere. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to know. So they call this the silent killer for a reason, guys. You cannot feel it. Now, we've had patients come into our office with like 98, 99, 100% blocked arteries. They're still functional. They're still walking around. Yep. So just know this. I don't want you to tune out thinking, I don't have a heart issue. Everything's working perfectly. How do you know that? We're going to talk to you today about the number one misdiagnosed, underlooked at root cause of heart disease that if you're not addressing this could be why you still have high blood pressure and arrhythmias and palpitations. And it is this thing known as the neurobiochemical connection of your nervous system and how it regulates your heart health. Yeah, exactly. This is huge. It is. And it's really interesting because when you guys listening, think about the heart, what do you think of? You think about this muscle, this really strong muscle that's pumping blood around your body. Yeah. And you know, the main function is to carry oxygen to the different cells of your body. Most people are going to know and understand that. But what's really interesting, have you ever thought about your heart as a hormone producing organ? Or have you ever thought about your heart as being the second brain to your body? Because it's both of those. It's not just one or the other. It's both. So the heart is primarily the second brain that's going to help communicate and send signals back to your real brain to help yeah. your body make decisions. That's a huge one. That's one of the most important functions of the heart. And here's something very unique. Uh, I don't know if your cardiologist is going to agree with this statement, probably because this research just came out. Your heart sends more signals to your brain yep. than your brain then, sends then, to your heart. That's right. So the communication back is higher. Now, here's the unique thing. You often don't feel organs sending signals to the brain. In fact, you never do. I mean, when's the last time you woke up and you were like, oh, my liver feels really <laughs> congested or like outside of a stone. My yeah, kidney, yeah. something feels wrong with my kidney. Wouldn't that be cool if I could say last night? But yeah, no, never. So what we know is when you have a pain, it's usually because there's a problem with the signal going down to the tissue. But when you have dysfunction or holistically, we call it dis-ease, not disease like a diagnostic medical condition. That's, right. that's usually when it's very far gone. But like a disassociation, a disconnection, a dis-ease. You've lost tone, if you will. You've lost normal function. So again, remember... If I have 30% blocked uh, left anterior descending arteries, is that diagnostic heart disease? Eh, not not really. really. You wouldn't even feel it. And they're even saying some seven, eight, nine-year-olds have that now. So Crazy. So it is heart dis-ease. It's a lack of normal function. Right. But it's not diagnostic yet. And the crazy thing is, is it's not even sometimes diagnostic till it's 100%. Right. But you hear, uh, you know, you say dish, dis, dash, ease. Wow, that's a tongue twister. But what I hear is root cause. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. Because the only way you would have dis, ease is if there's an interference in whatever's regulating the yeah. function of the tissues. Now, we're going to focus on the heart. But in theory, if you think about it, this is the same for your pancreas and your kidney and your stomach and all the above, except there's different portions of your nerve system that control organ function. Right. So, for example... Vagus nerve, we talk about this a ton in our master classes and on our radio shows, is your primary sort of wandering cranial nerve that goes all throughout your body. It exits just behind the back of the neck, between your skull and the first bone. Uh, it's called the vagus because it wanders all around like a vagabond and connects to everything. So let yeah. me ask you a question. If I was to somehow get in a horrific car accident 
and caused some sort of structural damage to my neck where I actually severed my vagus nerve. Woo! Uh, what would be some potential downstream effects of this? Yeah, so heart arrhythmias and palpitations, massive amounts of digestive issues because the vagus nerve goes down to the upper third of your digestive tract. Yeah. Um, you can have issues with breathing. You could have, even though that's not a direct nerve to your diaphragm, which controls your lung muscles, there could still be issues downstream with that. There could also yeah. be issues with your liver detoxification. Yep. There could be diff difficulties because it's dealing with the upper third of digestion with regulating your blood sugar. Yep. And then because we're talking about the heart and knowing that the vagus nerve goes to the heart, it's not just the palpitations that you have to worry about, but the heart is a hormone producing organ. You have to worry about the downstream effects of all of that. And we haven't even discussed any of that yet. So lots of different potential issues that could arise just from and one injury. That's all just from the functional side. Now, vagus nerve is a parasympathetic nerve, which is a relaxer. Slow down, chill, take it easy. So again, if I damage that slow down, chill, take it easy, yeah. I'm going to be super highly what? Right, just ramped up, sympathetic, fight or flight. So let me ask you a question. Would my blood pressure be high? Oh, yeah. Would my cholesterol be high? Oh, yeah. Would my palpitation slash arrhythmic events be high? Yes. Would I be tachycardic? I have a higher high. than resting normal heart rate. Absolutely. Would I be sweating like crazy? Yes. Could I be nervous and anxious and stressed out and possibly even depressed? Absolutely. So do you guys notice something? In conventional medicine, they're not going to always jump straight to, hey, I wonder if your vagus nerve is working. Whereas in functional medicine, it's our first thought. Yeah. Not just with heart, but with everything else. So, hey, look, if you want more details on what we're talking about, the Heart Health ebook that we wrote has everything we're discussing in it. There's even an entire section and chapter on the connections between your nervous system and your heart and the tests that we can run and that you can do to find them. But I think something really important that we need to talk about is this idea that most people don't know. It could be a nerve issue, not genetics, not diet, not lack of exercise right. causing your heart problem. So you can get this ebook free by simply texting the word heart with your name and email now to 704-906-2094. This is a workbook that will give you homework and things to do to even start fixing your heart now. Again, 704-906-2094. And we're going to register you for the master class. It's literally like a month from today. Yep. So what does that get you today? Four weeks of us randomly pinging information to you guys on, hey, have you looked into this? Have you thought about this? And have you tried this? So you can start fixing whatever's going on with your heart. 704-906-2094. The word heart, your name, and your email is all we need. And here's what's interesting. So when we start to get into it, let's say you're someone that has palpit heart palpitations or some heart arrhythmia, and you're being told by your medical doctor, oh, you have to have some sort of ablation therapy or some other therapy to try to turn off that signaling in your heart. Well, why would there be that dis-ease in the first place? You mentioned earlier the vagus nerve, yeah. potentially something structurally misaligned that's causing a change to the signals running up and down the vagus nerve. So if the heart can't send proper information back to the brain yep. because the vagus nerve isn't wandering where it's supposed to, yep. doesn't it make sense that the body's going to freak out and it's going to cause the heart to freak out and it's yeah. going to kick in an arrhythmia to try to make a change and alert the rest of the body say, hey, something's not right here. But that begs the question, is there anything wrong with the heart? No. And that's, I'm so glad you went there because it would mean the heart's doing what it's supposed to do. Yes. Though it's been labeled as being arrhythmic and palpative and, and it's whatever. It's being bad. Just something bad. Like there's something wrong with the heart. Yeah. But you Not remember, true. Your organs don't just do whatever they want. They react to the current environment they're in and they send a signal to the brain to tell it about that environment. And then the brain sends a signal back that says, well, here's what you need to do to fix it. Here, here's a, here's a, it's a good analogy, but it's not. Okay, let's pretend you're in a really bad car accident and you've like fully somewhat dislocated your shoulder. Yep. You've got some blood oozing out and you have someone with you. They're going to call 911, right? To let 911 know we've got an emergency situation. This person could bleed out if we don't fix this. And more than likely, 911 is going to answer. So here's the situation. The signal is the phone call going to 911. 911 is the brain. Well, it's going to take 20 minutes for the EMS to get there. So I'm going to walk you through how to do a basic tourniquet procedure and apply pressure to the wound yep. so you can slow it down. Now, 
What would happen if the person on the other end is like, what? That that signal didn't come through. You want me to, what? If they don't hear what 911 is telling them to do, this situation is going to change. Yep. And they're yammering on, please, for the love of God, send EMS. And the brain's like, we already dispatched EMS, but it's not going to reach in time. So you must do this now. You need to act now. But if that signal for the phone, for whatever reason, is jarbled or discommunicated, the wrong action happens. Do you guys see where I'm going with this? The heart is only doing what it's being told to. It's telling the brain, hey, there's a problem here, and yeah. I'm going to need to compensate with high blood pressure. The brain hears this and is like, here's really what you should do. It uses the vagus nerve to send the message down. The heart uses the vagus nerve to send the message up. So if you have vagal nerve interference, which we see how many times? Almost like every time. 99% of the time. The signals get disrupted and your condition is now turned medical. And the doctors, MDs, arrive. The paramedics arrive and they're like, well, you didn't do what you needed to do. So step away. We're going to now fix this with prescriptions with procedures with pills with whatever right okay so can you fix your own heart issue yes, yes but you have to find the root cause so i brought um henry or whoever we call this <laughs> and would you give me a really good explanation i'm going to be the layperson ask some questions let's How do would it. i know if i have a vagal nerve issue where is it first of all and what is the number one cause of this vagal nerve compression like is it something here 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 what creates the compression the most? Yeah, absolutely. So how do you know if you have vagal nerve compression? Well, you have to test for it. We talked at the top of the hour about the test that you can do and that you need to test uh, something to be able to figure out the root cause of your health conditions. And where are those tests described? So if you want to find out if your vagal nerve is compressed, it's here in the Heart Disease Heal Thyself workbook. It's right there. It could be at your fingertips. That's why you need to get it so you can know. But specifically, what we would do two things. We need to know as chiropractors, two tests, the answers of two tests, one's an x-ray and one is called a thermography scan. And that's going to show any neurological interference at a specific spinal level. So it's great to be able to see what's going on with the bones because we can structurally see that yeah. compression or that change. Absolutely. But we also need to know, well, are the nerves happy or not happy at that specific spinal level? And that's what the thermography heat scan gives us those answers. Okay. So to. let's say thermogram comes back and you've got really hot upper neck yep and x-rays come back what's the most common x-ray presentation as a chiropractor you see that would make you go but there it is that's yep. vagal nerve compression yeah so if, if everyone can see I, i'm holding a spine right we've got the skull here we've got the neck or the cervical spine beneath the skull and what we're going to see is that it looks crushed so first of all there's a loss of spinal curve so the spine has straightened your neck bones have straightened there should okay. be a normal curve that no longer exists but secondly, we would see that the skull is compressed over top of the top bone in the spine. And when that so angle- So basically it's like it, it's, it's dropped down. Yes. And the space where the nerve would be now has it's, more or less that bone kind of- It's almost like it. bone on bone. Right. And there yeah, should so be the this- the nerve gets compressed. Right. So there should be this really healthy space. Like I should almost be able to stick my finger between the skull and the top bone in the spine. Yeah. When that's gone, you know that there's vagal compression. Okay. So real quick, if I can't feel my heart issues, can I feel this? you're going to probably most likely have no idea. And it's possible that if this has been here for a long time, right? Because immediately, no, you're not going to know it. But if it's been this way for a long time, and I'm, I'm, ta I'm not talking about a couple of weeks or months. I'm talking about even years, years right? right? Yeah. Years of dealing with this vagal compression. You might have headaches. You might have tight muscles. You might be able to feel a knotted muscle on one side of your neck or the other. You might be getting tension headaches on one side of your head or both sides. Um, you might feel like your shoulders are falling forward. Or th these are all these things I could go on. There's a whole list. Yeah, because it's I vagus could, nerve, right? So it could be nervous anxiety. It could yes, be acid it could, reflux. It right. could be chronic fatigue. Yes, I love that. So that was the vagus nerve. I was even just talking about from the changes that uh, the body's trying to make in this area. Yeah. Right? So the body's not going to try to say, just be okay with this vagal it compression. Wants it, it wants to fix it. So all of the symptoms of something being wrong is, again, the alarm bells ringing saying, hey, yeah. you've got to do something different to try to un or decompress the vagal nerve. Yep. So, hey, listen, when we come back from our commercial break, we're going to show you why massage won't fix this, why, unfortunately, PT doesn't fix this, and why even a lot of chiropractic doesn't fix it. 
So if that's the case, how the heck can we fix this? We're yeah. gonna go through tips and techniques of identifying and releasing this vagal nerve tone. But more importantly, that's the number one, guys, cause of a heart condition that hasn't healed by itself. Yep. So usually, to tease, we will work on someone's vagal space. We'll show you how to do that. And we start seeing blood pressures improve and palpitations clear and arrhythmias go away. This isn't a chiropractic <coughs> adjustment. It's a structurally specific base system of releasing tone against the nerve system. And the effect is then the spine resets. That's right. All that when we come back. I know you have something to say, so real quick. This is your opportunity now. It's the Heart Heal Thyself Masterclass Workbook and Masterclass February 11th. And the event is, or the event is free, but the book is yours now. Text the word heart with your name and email, heart, name and email to 704-906-2094. Thank you. No, I just wanted to say, we see all of those great changes too, but sometimes we're working with a patient and we start to make a change to the vagal space and they think that, or they tell us that things are getting worse. We can go, wow. So the body's finally being able to wake up and the alarm bells that were yeah. shut off because the body said, well, let's get you out of pain. Let's shut the alarm bells off. Now they get to go off again. And, and that is a great and thing. And we've got to talk about that because yep. sometimes you have to go through the valley before you get to the promised land. That's right. Again, 704-906-2094. Text the word heart, your name and email. It's the Ask Dr. Iron Show. We'll be right back. Three, two, one. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your co-host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, along with co-host, Dr. Chris Demtar. Yeah, so happy to be here. And hey, listen, in case you're just now tuning in, we are taking this new year to reformat not only the delivery of our shows, but the delivery of how we teach you to become your own doctor. We are making a commitment to each of you that every month we're going to hold a master class where we let everything out of the box. Yep. And I'm talking like the secret box that only doctors are supposed to know about. This is the box on how to lower blood pressure and cholesterol and triglycerides and fix a fatty liver, thus our heart health masterclass coming up. This was the class I just did today on weight loss and energy. And we're gonna do a little bit of everything. So thyroid, diabetes, uh, energy, chronic fatigue as we go throughout this year. If you are going, well, what about my condition? I have blank. When are you going to do a masterclass on that? Well, hey, you got to connect with us. Head on over to AskDrEnst.com. Use the contact us section. If you want us to do something specific for you, we certainly will. We just need to know what you That's want. That's right. And uh, we are giving away our next major masterclass series. It's the Heart Heal Thyself class. This workbook has homework and guides and things that you can do now to start improving your heart health. And the class is on the 11th of February. It's about four or five weeks away from today. So our commitment to you guys is every time you register, each week as we go, we're gonna send you tips and guides and homework to stay engaged and like you said at the top of the hour, get results now. Why wait till the class? Why wait till the test? Come prepared. Maybe you even hop on that, that masterclass and you share your testimonial. That's right. Like happened today. Yes. And, that's and the neat thing was we even had people who were not even in the greater Carolina area, Michigan and um, New Mexico and people online going, I've been looking for doctors that do what you do. I've been listening to your show for yep. years and I'm looking for doctors like you in my area. We can't find them. So what a perfect opportunity to masterclass your way towards self-healing. Yeah, and I love what you said about you being able to share your testimonial on the masterclass. So now you, as a listener, you don't have a doctorate degree next to your name, but you don't need one. Now you're helping others too. Or let's just give it to you, right? You'll have a SHD. There you go. Instead of an MD. You're a self-healing doctor of yourself. There you go. I love it. Maybe that just takes you three or four masterclasses. Right. Well, and that's what we talked about. Yeah. Giving you listeners who are a part of every single masterclass and really interact with us uh, and, and, and really a part of this journey with us, even here on the radio, the opportunity to be their own self-healing doctorate yep. certificates. So it's your first and last name, your email, the word heart. We'll send you the workbook. We'll register you for the class. And then you'll get connections with us each week as Dr. Chris and I. Hey, have you ever thought about this? And here's something you could do at home to see if we can help you reset whatever's going on. Uh, we mentioned that the number one functional cause of any person's heart issue, be that blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, 
uh, fatty liver, arrhythmia palpitation, yeah. you name it, is almost always connected to something they have never had tested, which is vagal tone. The ability for your vagus nerve to actually communicate with your heart. And you mentioned something intriguing that I wanted to take a little bit into as we get in the second segment. The heart is actually a hormone-producing organ. And it's really unique because it secretes a hormone I don't think a lot of people know about right. that is actually designed to fix itself. So think about this. The heart, when stressed out, will hypersecrete a hormone that is fully designed to repair blood pressure and arrhythmias and palpitations. Yes. It's called ANP. We're going to tease you with it. But if the vagus nerve is not connected, it sends that signal to the brain saying, hey, should I release this ANP that I can create so I can fix myself? The brain's going to say, there's nothing wrong with you right? because of the vagal nerve damage. No, don't secrete it. And guess what the heart does? All right. So you want the pressure to be high. You want yeah. the palpitations, the arrhythmias. And it's all coming down to what's going on with your neck. Now, Dr. Chris, uh, as the lead chiropractor for the Ask Dr. Ernst crew, you mentioned before, if the skull has dropped, if the head is forward and the neck is straight, that's classic x-ray documentation of a vagal nerve compression. Correct. What causes that though? Like, do I just wake up one day and uh, there I am? Yeah. Like, what's the lead cause of this degeneration and or alignment issue that could affect my vagus nerve? Yeah, well, it's typically something that all of you listening are doing every single day. Right? The biggest contributor to this is what we've found over the years of working with patients with vagal nerve dysfunction is it's the way that you sleep. And it's for one specific reason. Everyone is sleeping on their back using a pillow. And when you do that and you prop your head up, it does the exact three things that you mentioned that causes vagal system yeah, dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. So right? you here's said, normal, right? Yep. So skull should be open. Yep. Curve should be present. So I'm going to do this for you. If you're laying down on your back and here's your mattress, and here's your back, see how the curve is present. Right. So when I put a pillow here, what happens? Well, I'll hold it so you can do it. It raises the head forward. It drops the, it, you said drop the head forward. So laying face up on a bed, it would raise the head forward. Yep. But the only way for that to occur is it has to either increase the curve or compress the vagal space. So now we get this vagal space compression. But so then, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're saying while I sleep at night, if I have a pillow underneath my skull, that pillow, because it's off the mattress and my back is not, right. pushes my head forward, forward, which takes the skull and drops it down and decreases the neck curve. Exactly. So and 15, 20, 40, 50 years of using pillows laying on my back, boom. Now right. ready for this? Hey, I got gotcha. you. I sleep on my side, so how can that happen? Yeah, so a lot of the times when people sleep on their side, there's simply not enough support. So it's almost the opposite problem. When you're sleeping on your back, you're giving yourself, trying to give yourself support and it's way too much, right? And so I just want to finish the second half of this really quick. So when the vagal space starts compressing because the head is forward when you're using a pillow, laying on your back, the body doesn't like that. So 10, 15, 20 years of you doing this, what is the rest of your spine going to do to compensate? Well, it makes sense that to try to open up the vagal space, uh, I see where you're going. the spine yeah. is going to straighten. Yep. So now we've lost the curve to the rest of your neck, your spine and your neck, your cervical spine. And that starts to influence not just the vagal nerve, but the nerves that come out of every single spinal segment as we go down the spine. Which I'm assuming makes this uncomfortable to lay on your back now. Exactly. So people will often turn to their then side. Then they're to turning to their side. But you're using the same pillow that you were sleeping on your back to sleep on your side now. There it is. And there's not enough support there. And so if you don't mind grabbing this for a second, you can see I, I used to have broader shoulders than I do now. But... My sh it's broad enough. So you can see like most times if I'm sleeping on a pillow, that pillow is giving me support to where my hand is here. So, so what's happening to the rest of this space out shift. here? Right. Yeah. It's going to collapse into the bed, which means my head has to collapse and shift. And now we're going to get a one-sided compression. Yep. So, so we'll see that one side is being pinched or compressed and the other side is opening, which is equally as bad. Any sort of tension or compression outside of what's normal is going to change the signaling or the tone of the signals traveling through that nerve. So let me just in, translate see, and tell me if this is true. Laying on our back with too many pillows, the skull goes forward, the head starts to decrease in its yep. normal positioning, the neck straightens out, the nerves get stressed, the muscles get stressed. You often turn to your side, but because our shoulders are way out here, the skull will then tilt because there's not enough 
Then we extra compress. Yep. And that's why sometimes it's one sided that's right. issues. That's right. The tension and headaches on one this, side, it makes the sense. The headaches, the neck pain, the stuff is heart function, guys. Now, let's be totally transparent. If I walked up to you, we didn't know each other, and I said, hey, did you know that your neck and the headaches and the pain you have is why you have high blood pressure and palpitations and arrhythmias if you're diagnosed? How many people would be like, oh, yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense. None. So are you saying a bad neck can make a bad heart? Absolutely. Woo! I don't know if you guys realize that or not. All this time with tech and cardiology and scans and yep. CTs and MRIs and all this stuff we do and the echograms and the angioplasties yep. and all this stuff, we have the whole history of heart health medically and the fallacies behind it because none of this is caused by genetics and diet. Right. Almost all of the functional causes of heart disease are structural and need to be addressed with a very special style of spinal rehabilitation, but that is not necessarily chiropractic. Exactly. And if you're just tuning in, you're going, wait a second, you're saying that Structural changes to nerves in my neck can cause my heart problem. How? Well, it's because the heart sends more signals to the brain than it receives. So if the heart can't get those signals to the brain because there's a problem with the communication pathway here in your neck with the vagus nerve, then it's no wonder that the heart starts freaking out because the brain can't tell the heart what to do. That's so, all of the conventional medical problems yes. that you may be living with. So let's talk about a hormone that your brain is supposed to regulate through your heart producing yep. it. Yep. I'm going to butcher this. I'm horrible with pronouncing things. Atrial natriuretic hormone. Yep. AMP. It is a cardiac hormone where both the receptors and the genes are all throughout the body, yet the heart produces more of it than anything else. And its main function, guys, listen to this, is to lower blood pressure and control your electrolytes like sodium and potassium and stuff like this. So medically, they give us diuretics to make yes. us change our electrolytic relationships in our fluids, which lowers blood pressure. And they give us, you know, alpha blockers and beta blockers and yep. you know calcium channel blockers yep. to proton change pump inhibitors, our heart pressure. Mm -hmm. When in fact, the heart should naturally, through the brain's help, be secreting A and P, which naturally lowers it. So question. If the vagus nerve is interfered with, what does it do to the heart's ability to produce this ANP hormone? Yeah, so it's it can't tell the heart to secrete this ANP hormone. And so that's why the blood pressure continues to rise and to rise and to rise. And if you get on a blood pressure medication, you're going to take that blood pressure medication. It's going to have its effect, but the root issue is still in, in, in play, right? The, yeah. the vagus nerve damage is still there. So at some point in time, the medication is not going to work anymore. Your blood pressure still seems like it's higher. And what happens? You go back to your medical doctor and they say, well, let's get you on another medication. We just need a stronger medication to lower the blood pressure again. And or they increase the dose of the or, current right, one, which right. is the same effect. Same effect. So, but you, can you guys see that? That's the wrong way to look at it because what's the root issue? comes back to the vagus nerve and the damage to the vagus nerve that's preventing the heart from secreting the normal hormone that it should yep. to help regulate your own blood so pressure. let's go through this, okay? If you want extreme detail on what we're about to talk about, it's in the ebook, guys. This book is your workshop, class, advanced trainer, if you will. Yep. It's the everything you need to know to get prepared for your masterclass in February on how to fix your heart. We have the vagal nerve discussion. We have the tests that need to be done. And what I wanna do is talk about two things. How if you're taking a blood pill, blood pill, blood pressure pill, or some sort of heart pill, you should be able to tell what your underlying root cause is by the kind of pill you're taking. We'll yep. talk about that. And how one of the newest pills is actually trying to change nerve function. Interesting. The alpha blockers, which are relatively new, is trying to change the regulation of how the sympathetic nerve system sends nerve signals to the heart. So Wait a watch. Second. Uh, sympathetic nerve is going to come out of the mid thoracics. Yep. Parasympathetic nerve vagus comes out of the neck. If the vagus nerve is blocked, homeostasis, the body balancing itself to normal rhythm, which happens in everything, says sympathetic tone is going to go up. up. Now, we know medically sympathetic tone is fight or flight. That's faster, stronger, harder. And it makes sense medically. Oh, well, if your sympathetic tone is high, that could be why your blood pressure is high. Okay, but again, remember, 
root, root, root cause. Nerve, vagus compressed, sympathetic system kicks up. They see that and say, I wonder if we could come up with a drug that would slow down the sympathetic nerve system. Yep. Alpha blockers block sympathetic tone. Could this lower blood pressure, in theory, theory. but notice what they're now doing, guys. They're acknowledging it's yep. a nervous, it's a nervous issue. issue. They're just issue. looking at the wrong side. Right. They're looking at the neurological effect rather than the cause. And I know this is going to sound strange, but you compress your vagus nerve of course your sympathetic nerves are going to go on overdrive. Of course your blood pressure is going to be high. Of course your ANP hormone isn't going to work to its full effect. Right. So what I want to do is let's break this by showing them how can we fix the vagus nerve? Yeah. What are the at-home things they can do? And why is it that they have to see a structural, functional chiropractic neurologist to fix this and not just the old school? Right. Why can't I just go to uh, what's the one? The chain? The joint. Uh, the joint. Why can't I just walk into the joint and get a $29 adjustment and have him fix my vagus nerve? Yeah. Well, first of all, let's answer that. It's not a fix. You've done this, accumu you've accumulated this same stress over and over and over again that led to the vagal nerve dysfunction over time. And you can't just fix that instantaneously. In one and, right. adjustment. That there was a journey to get you to this point. There has to be a journey to help deconstruct That's that correct. and get you back to That's a correct. healthy healed version of yourself yeah. which is we all started we were all born with as ideal of health as we're ever going to have and the goal is to maintain and improve upon that you know throughout our life before we go into heaven yep. so that's why when it comes to your heart and your vagus nerve you have to know exactly what's happened to your vagus nerve, how it's happened, and what the effect on the vagus nerve is. That's why we talked about we need the thermography scan because maybe maybe we go ahead and we try to influence the vagus nerve but what really needs to happen is, well, because of it's been there for so long, you've had vagal nerve dysfunction for 25 years, it's also started to cause all these other issues with the nerves in your neck. And we've got to address those too. And what he's talking about is this test right here. Yeah, the thermography scan. It's a device that rolls up your spine. It can show you where hot heat areas are. In this analogy, it's in the base of the neck. And this person's vagus nerve is rather clean. So that test helps us to hone in right. on has this spread to other areas? But, but let me ask you this. We could see a scan like that. We look at their x-rays. Could they have vagal nerve compression Absolutely. and a straight neck, no normal curve in their neck? Yes, because if a nerve is really deficient and not sending signals, it'll often have an absence that's right. on the thermography. Exactly. So that's so, why we take x-rays. Right. So what I'm getting at is there's a chronicity to this. There is a, you have to do A before you can do B before you can go do, do Z down the line. And so a lot of the times, if you're, even if you know, oh, I have this vagal nerve compression, I've been sleeping terribly, I've had a whiplash car accident, there's whatever, there's a bunch of other reasons that we could get into and dive into. You may not need to just get your vagus nerve adjusted. There may be more important neurological adjustments that need to happen first yes. before we adjust the vagus nerve. You need to have a structurally specific and neurologically based chiropractor to figure that out. So we need like a biostructural exam is what exactly. you're saying. Get the thermography done, get the x-rays done, have someone sit down and evaluate it with you structurally and go, okay, if the skull has dropped, that needs to be addressed. If the neck is forward, that needs to be addressed. If a shoulder has dropped, that needs to be addressed. If a pelvis is rotated, that needs to be addressed. Exactly. So now, what's the difference between me going to uh, the joint and getting their version of a chiropractic adjustment and coming to like a clinic uh, like the one you run in yep. the north part of the city? Or yeah. The, uh, involved in our network of chiropractors. Like, how is that different? Yeah, so I don't want to bash another chiropractor, but I will talk about what makes us different. So what drives the difference and what drives results in our clinics is that, is that we do adjustments that are structurally specific to move the joint and to shift the nervous system back to a place of ease. And tangible, visible x-ray change with yes, that. Yes, exactly. And we're measuring that as we go. So it's not just a, well, it's great that you're functioning better. It's great that, hey, your blood pressure, your testing, it's gone down and you're no longer having any of, the, any of, the, any of these uh, fibrillations. Oh my gosh, that's great. Your heart's not fluttering anymore. No, we want to test to see we made a change to the root cause, which is the nervous system. Can we follow up with that and see the structural and neurological changes with that? And that's what's driving can the result. we teach you once it has been physically reset, how to maintain that yourself? Yes. Because I hate to say it, a lot of people, the frustration they have with chiropractors is, well, I went, my issue went away, and I love that, but I have to keep going and going and going and going. 
once a week, twice a week, whatever, because the moment I stop, all my issues come back. Issues come back. And that's the difference between a structural-based chiropractic neurological approach and just standard adjustments. Yes. If you reset your spine and you maintain it, what's the likelihood of that condition returning? Very, very close to very zero. close to zero. Unless you go back and do the same things that you're doing before you got under care. So now let's talk about this. You said sleeping on my back with a pillow. So I'm, I'm, so, I'm inferring then that yeah. one thing I should do is... Get rid of the pillow. Stop sleeping with a pillow under my back. Right. Or you can use, you know, and we recommend specific pillows that have the cervical neck support and they get rid of the headspace. So it's basically like you're sleeping on a roll for your neck and oh. your head still is in this position where it's hanging back it's extended yeah, yeah it's still an extension it's not being pushed for you're not compressing the vagal space but if you're a side sleeper give yourself more support you probably don't have enough make sure that your head and to your body looks just like i am right now perfectly upright you should and be able to sleep sideways in this position and let's demo something for all of our long-term uh what i'll call sort of podcasters who actually listen and watch the video cast right so just sit up straight for a second let me come now to this here is obviously uh, an ebook but let's pretend it's a ruler and what i would do if i was you is have someone or yourself sit this thing at the edge of your head and come down to the junction of your neck and find the end of the shoulders so we go right there. So now, Dr. Chris, that from here to here is your neck to shoulder distance. So when compressed, your pillow better be that thick if you side sleep. Yep. Now, how many people have a pillow this thick? And Very that's after compression. after compression. After compression. Most people's pillows after compression are only this thick. So it is vitally important for home therapy and maintaining the health of your vagus nerve that you stop irritating in the first place. Right. So this is where these custom pillows, the molded rolls are good for homework. But what are some other ways they could maybe like decompress their vagus nerve from a uniquely functional perspective? maybe change the tone of it over time. What are some things I could do on my own to do that? Yeah, so when it comes to the vagus nerve specifically, there's really, you know, and this is, gets into what's interesting about, we talked about the heart being an organ that produces hormones. Yes. And those hormones, those neurotransmitters are gonna travel from the heart through the vagus nerve back to the brain. And so if you wanna decompress the vagus nerve naturally, you can do that a couple ways because that's gonna to help to change the neurotransmitters that are passing through the vagus that's nerve. Right. And that will help it to heal over time. It's good input versus bad input. So simple things you can do are to meditate, meditate and pray. If you're not doing that every single day, and that's the best way to start out your day. Or if you need it to decompress from your day, decompress the vagal nerve, decompress your mind, decompress the neurotransmitters going through your vagus nerve, do it at the end of the day. But even five minutes has been shown to have a massive effect on some of the neurotransmitters and like serotonin and dopamine that are running through the vagus nerve and that are gonna make good effects and changes in your brain. Yep. So in addition to that, you wanna laugh more. Yep. And this is really cool because I went to uh, at church. We talked about joy this past weekend. It was all about joy okay. and how to get joy in our life. But you can have more joy in your life from laughing. Your vagus nerve is going to like that. And it's going to help the heart communicate with your brain better. And possibly secrete more of this ANP hormone. That's because right. Because it will help you to lower your blood pressure well, naturally. Well, that is the natural downstream effect, right? Yes. You decompress the vagus nerve. Yes. Oh, now the brain can tell the heart you yes. need to secrete more ANP. Regulate your blood pressure. Regulate regulate the dysrhythmias, whatever yep, they are, yep. right? And so those are two really powerful things. You can do the same thing with music, music that you love. Listen yep. to a good song that gets the hair to stand up on the back of your neck. That is going to help regulate your vagus nerve. And then something that I do that's more structural, structural in nature is I love being able to get my head into extension. Yes. And so hanging my head off the edge of a bed, I'll get my shoulders to the edge of my bed and then my head just hangs off and it's, the single greatest thing. I only need to spend two minutes there. I can feel the relax. You can feel yep. the tension in the back of your neck. Just uh, dissipate, yep. right? It's like pushing through cotton candy. That's what the muscles of my neck do. And then I know I've, I'm done. I've reset my vagus nerve yep. and I'm moving on. And you know, if you think about it, most of us are in a forward head posturing position yep. all throughout our day. Yeah. We're looking down at our tablets and our phones and our iPads and our this and that. We're on the phones with our head tilted sideways. We're you know, stressed out when we're driving. Another big one that people do is man, when they drive, it's literally like they drive with their head straight forward. 
So anything you can do throughout your day-to-day -day function of your work life and personal life to just take a moment and go, you know what? I'm gonna sit up straight. I'm gonna squeeze my shoulder blades together. I'm gonna tilt my head up and look straight to the heavens above. What a great way to just give time to God for a moment. Right. Then we do it when we get home, laying on the bed, like you mentioned, head off the edge, shoulders at the tips, stretching your neck out. You can combine this. You can meditate and pray and listen to that hair on the edge of your uh, back arms of your neck. standing up, the yep. back of your neck standing up, and save time. Right. It's really just about becoming resourceful. That's right. And let's say, so you apply all, you're like, wow, I'm going to apply all of these things that were just said. And it was 10 yeah. things. I don't know. And you go and you do those for the next month. But you're and then you come to the master class in a month and you say, I'm still having arrhythmias. I'm still having high blood pressure. Weren't these things going to help if my vagus nerve is the root issue? Well, maybe there's another root issue. That's why we're going to have another radio show next weekend to dive into that a little bit more. Yep. Because there's more than one root cause that can influence your heart. Yep. But related to the vagus nerve, it may be great that you did all of those things to try to decompress the vagus nerve. But because of the damage that may have been done, you need more support. Yep. That's where the neurologically and structurally specific chiropractic care comes into play. Absolutely. It may be needed. I'm throwing it out there. There is always an opportunity to heal, and it comes from the chiropractic adjustment. Absolutely. It's absolutely needed. So keep that in mind. And that's why I would highly recommend, look, you guys have, if you're listening to this show live or on podcast or whatever, you've got weeks to start taking these homework assignments and yep. implementing them. You've got weeks to download and digest this ebook, Heart Heal Thyself, by texting the word heart, your name and your email now. I mean, we've got everything in here, even how to do this for cholesterol and palpitations and arrhythmias. So if you want that, it's heart, your name, your email, Text it over to 704-906-2094. Hey, if you're old school and you want to talk to someone, go ahead and call that same number. They're just going to ask for your name and your email. And I think, guess what? This is the parlay, guys. This is the beginning. Next week, it's going to be on how your gut is connected yeah. to your heart. And there's a lot of people who go, oh, yeah, I've heard that, but I don't know what it means. Right. So we're going to go through that. The following week, we're going to talk about how Heavy metals can mess up the communication within the heart. And then the last week as we go right before the master class, we're going to describe to you what we call NGT therapy. It is how you fix all three at the same time. And we have seen blood pressure, palpitations, arrhythmias, heart issues, even clogged arteries yeah. start to heal themselves. Exactly. All that as we prepare this year for teaching you how to heal yourself. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, name, email, the word heart, 704-906-2094, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Dr. Chris. Thank you, Dr. Ernst. Bye, guys. Bye.